Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, certified holistic health coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. I wanted to start off with some news about the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. It's still in effect in 2019, but there's no tax penalty. Um, so, you know, just in case, cause I know for me personally, been paying the penalty up until like 2018, I won't be paying the, the penalty, but you know, basically for me, it's just like a sick care, paying into a sick care system. Right. They really need to fix all the underlying causes of, of I think the penalty, the penalty is like 15, 15 cents though. It's not much. Fifteen cents. Wait, are you no. are you talking healthcare? Yeah. Yeah, it's fifteen cents. Fifteen cents for who? No, how much they charge you? What's the penalty? Last year I was over six hundred, almost seven hundred. No man, something is wrong. Why they charge you so much? Yeah, for the past two years, that's the penalty for the Affordable Care Act. If you are, if you're not paying that, then and you have it, you know why? You, because, it, you know why? Because I am a um, I am uh on social security. Yeah. Once you're collecting social security, it's different because they cannot take um, blood out of stone. <laughs> <laughs> so That's right. You know something? I want to tell you something. Aging. They say aging is terrible. But as a person who is aging, I don't think so. I think you have a lot of um, <laughs> opportunity when you age to a lot of things, you know? You you're have entitled to, to You're work. entitled to a lot of things when you're aging. The Affordable Care Act, right? This administration, they made some changes. So I just want to clarify for people just in case, you know, if they're, if they're doing it and they care about it. This is the deal. So there's penalty for 2019. However, um, it's still available, right? So mm-hmm. you can still take advantage of it if that's something you want to do. And the enroll this open enrollment right now, it ends December 15th. So don't wait till the last minute because apparently last time the, um, the server crashed because there was a rush of people logging on the last minute and they weren't able to make any changes, you know, for what they wanted. So if that's something that you're interested in, then do that. And if you're like me, who Basically, you bought insurance 2018 just to stop paying the penalty because I was paying the penalty for like every single year thing came out um, just because I don't health insurance right now. Honestly, doesn't make any financial sense to me because there's no coverage for prevention and there's no coverage for healthy stuff. You know, they only pay for the for chemicals and surgeries or some surgeries I guess you know and injections and just more and more chemicals you know all the stuff that I don't really do um but uh there's no penalty going in for 2019 so okay can I say something can I say something yeah okay um insurance is just a little security that in case you get into a car accident in case you get into it's it's emergency in case something happened and and i'm speaking for myself really because you know um 
I don't believe in medicine. I don't believe in injection. I don't want it in my body. But just in case I get into a car accident and I can be taken to the hospital and my life can be saved if it's not crucial. But I wouldn't want to lay down on on the highway and just die because I don't believe in it, right? But for me, for me, it's a little security because of my age. Um, I yeah. give you a perfect example. I didn't have insurance, and I've had insurance for years. The only time I really have an insurance that I didn't have to pay a high cost because I used to pay five thousand dollars a year. I don't want people misunderstand me that I go through life without insurance, but I was paying up to five thousand dollars a year and never used the insurance. So seeing that I changed my diet and I was not getting sick, I don't mind going to the doctor. When I go to the doctor, I pay $80. That's only every three months. And when mm-hmm. I go and I have to do my blood work on my test, even if it come out to $2,000, it's far way less. When I do my complete blood work, it's far way less than if I have insurance for the whole year. But the fact that I'm getting older, my body's changing. I had something went wrong with me on the plane where when the plane go up, the altitude of the plane made my blood pressure drop low and I passed out and I was taken to the hospital. And thank God for aging people because at my age, I have what they call that supplement when you get 62 and you collect your, your, you when you read 62, you're entitled to it, your Medicaid or whatever, whatever they call it where the hospital picks up 80% of your cost. My hospital bill was almost $10,000. Or it was eight, no, it wasn't 10. Yeah, it was like 10,000 with the private doctors that come in and so. But the hospital itself was $8,000. That's apart from what I already paid the doctor. And I, so, wait, 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 wait. The bill just for the hospital stay was 8000 and that's not including the doctor. No, it was 8000 and change. And when I questioned it, they said, for the facility. <laughs> okay? So it was 8000 and change. And out of the 8000 I have to pay 20% of that. It put a great strain on me. It really did. It's like somebody asked me for a donation and tell me how much I have to give them exactly. With me. That's what I felt like. But I have to right. pay it, okay? Because I think it was like $1,300. I have so many issues with this whole thing. It's, it burns me inside. I have a it's big a, issue with this country whole, and healthcare, though. It's, yeah. it's a whole nother and story. I, it's, yeah, it's a huge, hefty story. And that's the, that's the whole thing. Like, this is what I really love. And I wasn't planning on talking about it today. But that's why I'm really a fan of what the, the, the mayor of London is oh, I saw, I saw that. I te- you te- you want to know something? What? Seeing that my sister decides she's not going to come and live here, I'm going to try to get residency for England. I mean, what he's doing, <laughs> what he's doing is something no mayor here in this country has ever talked about. I know. He is, he's doing a whole wraparound on actual holistic preventative care. You know what I'm saying? Supporting our farmers, getting uh, nutritious food to the kids, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure people have access to fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. all this stuff, you know? And none of our mayors, even though we have an obesity problem here, none of our mayors do that in this country. They never uh, are talking about the governors, mayors, none of these politicians ever when they're campaigning talk about the real crisis we have in here. Why are they subsidizing the food that's making us sick? And then you talk about health care, this health care that we pay into. So 
quote unquote healthcare is only going to pharmaceutical companies and these inflated prices for the hospitals and the doctors. Like, you know, not to make this a war on doctors because doctors are dealing with some stuff. Mm. And I haven't even really looked into that, but I, there's something going on there with the doctors and they, they're not really talking about it so much. I think they're tired of the system also. I, I don't think the system is serving anybody. Can I tell you what's going on with the doctor? What's it never on? usually be like this. And the doctor used to make money. But who is paying the doctor now? It's the insurance company. And they're giving them like minimum wages after they have to spend so much and go to um school. To school. And it's it's very depressing for them because... For to be a medical doctor, you got to put out quite a bit. And I think they even lose interest in even caring for the patient. Because if, you, if you're working for nothing, what, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like I get yeah. some bills and I see like, oh, the doctor bill was 125 but we decided to pay the doctor $34. These are some of the stuff we get. You get what I'm saying? When, when yeah, you have Medicare, yeah. that's what it, it, you know, they bill the doctor for so much. And that's why when the doctor, they bill, these insurance companies, they bill it so high because they know exactly how the insurance company going to address it. They don't, they don't pay them what they bill them. Right. And they have, is, they have their ex- that's probably That's probably why when I went to the podiatrist, he looked so depressed. Of course they are depressed. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I wouldn't you, my health insurance card. Wouldn't you, Sam? Like, they're sitting there and they would like to say, why, why didn't I just go into high tech, you know, to deal with computers yeah. and all that? I could be making money. Which is exactly why NYU decided to make the um, the the Langone School of Medicine free because that's the issue. Is like these doctors they're paying paying so much too much money, and, and in order to make that make sense, they're going into like um, what you call it, uh, cosmetic uh, surgery, surgery and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because that's where they make the money. That's right, and some exactly. of them don't, when they do cosmetic surgery, they don't take insurance. You got to pay up front. Right, right. That's where they make well, the money. All, all I got to say is that's the whole thing. Like when you work for a company and you get that FSA, that flexible spending account, mm-hmm. that makes more sense to me because you can actually use that to buy herbs, to, you know, if you do acupuncture or whatever, and you're into that Chinese medicine, whatever, uh, then you can do. You can use that for all those things. Yeah. You know? Doctors can't do like what they used to do. And it's it's kind of, I, I mean, it's it's nice when you have a little control, but I think it's too much control. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much. And on that same vein, um, there was this, I read this thing on Policy Genius that uh, they did a survey and found that only 20% of the people that took the survey actually knew what was covered under the Affordable Care Act. So if you spend the money on insurance, make sure you know the details of what you're paying for. And look, some of them actually have mental health counseling. And I think most people need it, you know, need that. Okay. You know, especially if you're a doctor. Well, I just, I just, um, I just took out the insurance and you know what they, they send me a letter and it's like, I'm compelled to do it. And I don't take medication. But they want me to do a prescription plan. Now, what kind of pre? And I'm always afraid of these insurance. You know, what kind of prescription plan? They're gonna inject me with something to make me get sick. What you, who's asking you to do the insurance company? Plan? Want me to take out a prescription plan? Make more money, probably. Uh huh. But do I don't take? I don't need a prescription plan. Mm hmm. 
speaking of prescription, even though this is over the counter, um, you know how people like to take aspirin for just about everything? I know somebody, I won't call it a name. <laughs> I know someone too. And some older folks, they take it daily at low dosages. But you know, you know it's bad, right? It's very bad. It thins Apparently out your blood. They take it because because they feel like it reduced the risk of heart attack. But you know what can you know what can help them other than the aspirin? What? Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is great if you have a heart attack. If you're concerned about but before you even get be, before you even get a heart attack, Sam, if you drink cayenne pepper daily, you don't need an aspirin. Mm -hmm. If you consume it daily in your diet, you don't need aspirin. This is why when I tell people, I have a very strange eating habit. I hope I'm not going off course, but I just have to say this, that people get it. I have a very, yeah. I'm a very strange person the way I eat. Like you tell people what you have for breakfast and they go, oh my God, she kind of strange. I have a bowl of salad in the morning that consists of green leafy vegetables. Mm -hmm. Kale, chard, spinach, spinach, and spring salad, they all mixed together. I cut up dill and parsley in there. I slice up cucumber, tomato, raw onion, and bell pepper. And I season it with a little olive oil, garlic, cayenne pepper, turmeric, turmeric, sorry, turmeric, and um, paprika. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have for breakfast. And of course, you know, your mother loves bread, but I'm controlled by the bread I eat. It's a healthy loaf with, <laughs> with seeds, but the bread helped me to eat a whole bowl of salad. And that's what I consume in the morning. And the reason why I do that, because all those things in the salad keep away the flu. It keeps away the, the mucus from your stomach and your head. It keeps away, mm -hmm. um, sinuses. And it also gives me energy because it's raw. Everything is raw. Yeah. And I rather do raw in the morning because I need energy than do raw at night. And at lunch, at lunchtime, I have a raw smoothie also because smoothie is raw. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just want to put this out there. And just in case somebody wonder, okay, all right, I'm, I'm not boasting. When I boast, I boast in the Lord. I just have to remind everyone. It's not <laughs> me. It's the Lord. Uh -huh. I, I turned 66 in September and I don't have any medical issues dealing with. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But you ask the Lord for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And I realize how I'm supposed to eat my food. It's not what I eat, but it's how I'm supposed to eat it and what time mm -hmm. I'm supposed to eat it. Yeah, that's important. Yes. Yeah, so because of that, I don't do the aspirin. It's not necessary. Because, it's not. No. And actually, NPR said they did a study of more than 19,000 adults over the age of 65 and found no discernible health benefits from popping the tablet every day. Contrary to it actually increases the chances of life-threatening bleeding. Okay. Can I say something to you? Can I say <laughs> yeah. something? They have me taking aspirin many years ago when, when um, mom was alive. Mm -hmm. The doctor told me, because I used to, I used to, every time I take mom to the doctor, I used to have an appointment with them also, because they said a caregiver must take care of themselves. So that was one of the wisdom that I had, that every time I take mom to the doctor, I get myself checked also. The doctor tell me that at my age, I'm supposed to be taking an aspirin. So I, I get caught up in that until one day I was listening and they said, there is, there is no, it's not necessary. 
you shouldn't do it unless you have a condition where your blood gets clot. Clot. Yeah. And I don't. And there, yeah. there are healthier alternatives, like you said, with the cayenne. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. If you start eating healthier to, before you start getting the illness, it 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 helps. Yeah. Pretty good, you know. Yeah, because. People, I don't know how people can listen to these commercials with the drug commercials and still, you know, with all of those side effects, be like, all right, but the doctor said take it. So, okay, I'm just going to take it. You know, I feel bad for the doctors, though, because to be honest with you, because I did ask my doctor, I said, do you you study nutrition when you were in school doing medical stuff? He Mm -hmm. said, but it's just a little. They don't do a lot, you know? Right. Um, but my doctor tell me, he says, I admire the way you take care of yourself. Because, I mean, he has my record, you know? He can, yeah. yeah. But um, he said, just a little, not much to really go out. And, and, you know, so I feel bad for them sometimes because they're losing money. Because you find a lot of their clients are not getting as sick as, I guess, I wouldn't say they want them to be. Because if you're not sick, you don't go to the doctor. You don't go to the doctor, your doctor don't make money. So this is the whole thing with this Affordable Care Act. That's the other side of the coin is like in some other countries in Europe, for example, I wish I could remember, but I know I said it on the podcast before and I'll, I'll post a link. It was a PBS special they did on um, healthcare around the country, how they're able to make it work. And in Europe, they focus really on wellness and prevention. And it was a single payer system. Not everybody had to buy into it, but because of the system, it's very similar to our Affordable Care Act, it encouraged the um, insurance companies and the doctors and everybody to focus on, you know, making sure people were educated on the right foods to eat and, you know, exercise and all of these things to actually breed wellness into the system as opposed to the sick care system that we have right. Right. So I feel like if with the Affordable Care Act, even though, you know, I have these issues, I feel like on the other side of the coin, if if we had this more long term and consistent, you know, because since Obama uh, brought this into the whole system, we've seen a change where insurance companies are hiring health coaches and, you know, help giving people points like Humana, Kaiser, mm-hmm. the two largest one that I could think of, giving people points to actually get healthier, like lose weight and you want to you know, know why? Stop smoking. You want to know why for the insurance company? Because they make more. And they, if you if you don't get get sick, they don't pay out no money. Right. And you're right. you're paying them to keep your plan. Yeah. Okay. It's all yeah. marketing though. It's all, yeah, the, the financials have to make sense. But if I have an insurance company that they take to me and tell me I must eat healthy, because what they want you to do, what they call me all the time and tell me that I have to do, is to do my mammogram, right? Oh, gosh. Wait now. And I saw, Wait, yeah. because they don't want you to have cancer, because if you have cancer, it's going to cost them more money. So they want you to make sure you check and you don't have, you know? But the mammogram is painful. Painful. But, but beyond that, beyond that, if you have cancer, because remember, a mammogram doesn't stop you from getting cancer. And this is what I try to explain to the people in the group. But whatever people want to do, I just put the information out there. You do whatever you want. But if you have cancer and you clamp down on it with heavy machinery, 
right? It spreads you it. Spread it spread it. But anyhow, you if you if you have it, you just made a controllable situation even worse. This is what I'm saying, Sam. They have to come up with something different, like push up something. They have to. push something in there and pull out something and and test it and see if anything is in there. Yeah, you could do that. Exactly, you can because scrape a piece out or something. Yes, do do some do something because the nipple of a in, in the nipple of a, a entrance. Do something. Come up with something. You're sending people to the moon. Come up with something. Exactly. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because the, know, the last time if the, men had to put their prostate in something and have it clamped, ex- they would have came up with something. A thank you time. very. Thank you very much. They pushed something up there, though. <laughs> okay. But listen, listen to this. The last time I had a mammogram, and if people want to call me ignorant, go ahead and call me ignorant. I don't care. The last time I have a mammogram, my doctor had to prescribe ointment for my breast because they tear underneath my breast. Are you serious? Yes, it was burning for days. The lady yanked oh it, and when and when they do it, my neck it feel like it was stretching the skin on my neck. It is painful. Having a baby don't hurt that the way that hurt. It's painful. I, I have never in my life had a mammogram. It, it'd be hard for them to check yours, though. They probably <laughs> You are so funny. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> if, mine is the, if mine is the way it is and they stretch it so much. Oh, God. Until now, I feel it. Like I talk about it. Let's not talk about it. No, like I talk about it, no, it takes me back. And I, I will not do another one. And I tell the doctor, I am not doing another one until I come up with something new. Yeah. Yeah, that's not right. I don't think her body was meant to be crushed like that. I don't think so. No, it wasn't, for sure. We got a question from some one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she said, I'm trying to move away from aluminum deodorant, but I smell really bad when I sweat. Okay. What can I do? Baking soda. Baking soda is irritating. It is? I wouldn't recommend baking soda. We did an episode on the podcast about heavy detox and heavy metals, and we talked about cilantro, parsley, all these things. Mm -hmm. That's what I would recommend consuming because if your body odor smells, you need to cleanse. Okay. If 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 your your armpit should not your armpit supposed to have a natural smell though. Cause when I smell when mine smell, if I go without deodorant, I don't get anything that I wouldn't call it bad. Yeah. Yeah. It it have a smell that is unusual. It's um but I wouldn't call it bad. I've never smelled, well, yeah, no, I never smell anybody armpit smell bad, so I don't know. I can't relate to that. Yeah, I've smelled bad smell, but if you juice, you know, do a juice cleanse for seven days Mm -hmm. and then observe and then also clean up your diet. Because what, yes. and dairy. Yes. You shouldn't be in artificial foods. Like, you really have to clean out, and that's just And avoid avoid processed meat, because that can make you smell bad. All meats, yeah. just get rid of them. Right. Yeah, but they can also do the detox. The detox will help. Yeah. Because if your armpit smells bad, your, your perspiration going to smell bad also. When you perspire, right. yeah. Right. So I saw this article and I thought of you. It was um by Kiplinger, and I'll post a link below on the 10 
worth thing to buy in bulk at cost. Right. Um, fresh produce, frozen produce, uh, liquid cleaning products is on there. Well, I'm 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 um, stopping the lick the, the cleaning. The I'm stepping into a different era of life, but I don't. I'm not gonna use regular um. A uh, regular uh, detergent anymore, which I my my dishes I don't do that. I use the seventh generation because it's less toxic. Um, mm-hmm. My clothes I have to start use um, seventh generation um, fabric uh, things for my clothes because I'm I find that I get irritated from my the clothes that touches my skin. That's why I can't take. Anything that goes to the cleaners cannot touch my skin because I'm allergic to it. Mm. Any anything that go to the cleaners can come in contact with my skin. Yeah. So you so you're switching to the um the cleaner the greener um, greener stuff. Yeah. As, as a matter of fact, yeah. Danny just draw my attention to a detergent of Fairway. It comes into that new. T- it look like cardboard box. The detergent. I don't know mm-hmm. what they call it, but it looked like a box, like a cardboard box. And it's liquid detergent. Yeah. I don't know what they call that thing again. They have a name for it. I don't know, but it's detergent. It's just the packaging. The packaging is like cardboard. Yeah. yeah. Because they're trying to help the environment, mm-hmm. you see? Right, and get uh, those artificial exactly. and yeah. stuff like that out. People so so you send in the link for Costco because you say fresh produce. Why is it so bad? In line with what we were talking about before on the podcast is buying in small amounts and eating that up before you eat buy more because it goes bad. Well the way I eat produce I have to buy it in bulk. Yeah. So when you, you buy it from Costco, it, the big the big container of um power greens and the mm-hmm. the big container salads. They only go there for for vegetables and stuff, though, you know. That's interesting because that's the part of the ten worst things. I don't know why they say do the worst because I buy, when I buy them, they're organic, and I use them up fast. I don't have them sitting down, you know. Well, that's good. Yeah, they're probably talking to the people who don't eat. Enough fruits Mm-mm. and vegetables. Yeah, no, I consume a lot. That, well, that's my daily food, so you know that wouldn't be my, that wouldn't be me. They talking. When I go to Trader Joe, those packages are too small for me. I'd have to go twice a week. Yeah. Okay. You see, like when you make a smoothie and they want to, and that's what just that's what just you though in the house. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because I tell you what I eat for breakfast, Sam. Take a big bowl of salad and you put it in the microwave. Do you know what it got on to? Right, but we wouldn't nuke we wouldn't nuke some. No, but you understand what I'm saying though? Right. If you take your hands and you massage your salad to break it up and see with the seasoning and stuff in there, go right down to nothing. It's yeah, it's I not know. a lot of food. Like somebody see you eat that, they think, Oh, she eating for the whole family. Uh uh-uh. uh. And you know what too? You have the luxury and, and are very blessed to have a very big fridge. It's, <laughs> I thought, and, and two of them, and two fridges actually. So you have a lot of space for that. I didn't even, I didn't really, um, uh, I wasn't as grateful as I should have been. I took for granted the fridge I had in Chicago because the fridge I have now is smaller. Yeah. And who knew they came in all these different sizes? Like, you wouldn't really know until you're trying to pack stuff in there. Like, wow, this is really small. It's pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. 
But if they also say uh, spices, they're only uh, fresh for six to 12 months. So not to get those at Costco. Oh, no, 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 no. I stopped buying that from ever since we stopped giving big function at the house. Big, You know, we used to have big dinners and so I don't do that no more. That I know yeah. for sure, yeah. As a matter of fact, I have, a, I have one on my counter. It's only there for decoration. I don't use it. The one for decoration? The, I, I oh, yeah. The, I, the salt and pepper shake? No, that it's it's a spinning thing, but it's only there like a kitchen decoration. Oh, I don't I use see. it. Yeah, yeah. No, but my spices, I refresh my spices every so often that I go to Fairway because Fairway is my my whole food. Centers for Disease Control. They just came out with, um, I guess, new requirements. It's not really new requirements, but it's basically a new updated second edition um, guidelines to physical activity for all Americans. Uh-huh. Uh, basically for adults, so if you are, you know, over the age of 17, you should be doing about five hours of activity a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, where do you fall on that line? Uh, try doing, <laughs> try doing, you know, your mom barely sit down. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty active. All right. Um, I don't check my hours of activity, but I, there is not one hour that I don't do. I've never sit for an hour straight. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm very active. I'm always on my feet. I'm moving. Sometimes I have to tell myself, don't move so fast. And I tell you another thing I do. If I'm in the kitchen, I take it a part of my physical activity because I remember Dr. Oz says, anytime you try to put things that you can like you're exercising to reach it. Always try to tip on your toe and stretch your hands as far as they can go. Dr. Asada? Yes. So, so I try to, because he's trying to tell people how to stay active, you know? Right, right. And I do the stairways. I climb stairways so much some that I don't know. And there's, you see the stairway in my house, right? Yeah, a lot of oh, stairs. A lot of <laughs> stairs. And I, I can't tell you how much time for the day I go up and come down the stairway. Sometimes I do it just to do it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's good. That's exactly um, how they show. Like the, the CDC, they have a whole bunch of materials and videos and stuff showing people how to incorporate activity into their day-to-day, including like parking really far away from, you know, the entrance of the grocery store. So you have to walk more Another- know, when you're... Yeah. When you're folding clothes, doing lunges and squats okay. while you're folding the clothes. Another thing, too, especially for this season, and, and I'm putting it out there because, you know, one of my brothers just come down with fluid in his lungs. Mm-hmm. If you're going to lay up in your bed, and I'm only putting it out there. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I know anybody who do this now. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to lay up in your bed in the morning, it's nice for you to jump up very early. Because while you're sleeping at night, whatever is up in your head is moving down into your body. It has nowhere to go. So if you get up early in the morning and you, because this is the season for it, get up early in the morning, get some warm water, and squeeze a fresh lemon and drink in there. You will not have any fluid going in your lungs because what will happen to that lemon, whatever fluid just running through your body from your head at night, you flush it out with the lemon. And if you stay in your bed, 
you gather more fluid. So that's why they said, in order for you to avoid fluid in your lungs or pneumonia or bronchitis, keep moving. Not because it's coming on to the winter month. Keep moving. I tell people, if you stand at the bus stop, pretend that you're jogging. Don't stand mm -hmm. still. Keep moving your foot like you're walking or you're jogging. Exercise. By the time the bus comes, you probably break out in a sweat because you're working your body. Right. You know, but what about what about for the people who concerned about people looking at them? Who cares? <laughs> you know, you know, your mother don't care. I'm at the age where I don't care. That's the that's the beauty of being your age. You just don't care. Even when I was young, I don't care. Yeah. If they I know if, if they in Los Angeles. If they in Los Angeles, there's a lot of people doing that. Like, there's so many people, and I think too, you know, there are areas where people are really active. Now, areas in America where people are really active and areas where people are not at all. So when they're not active, you know, you may feel some type of way people looking at you. But, you know, you just stand out like a star, in my opinion, because in the active places, that's like the, you know, that's that's the norm. People are out. I, I tell you something, too. Like, I, I, I just share this real quick. Mm -hmm. When we have heavy snowstorm here, I don't drive to work. I'll take the bus. And I'll be standing at the bus stop. No, I can't stand there longer than five minutes. I look, I don't see the bus. I walk to work because it only takes 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'll move faster in that snow than if I drive my car. Yeah. And, and when I get to work, I still don't see any bus. You understand what I'm saying? So if, yeah. if you can use your legs, just use them. Use them before you lose them. You know? Yeah. So, you know, as far as exercising is concerned, people have choices, you know? You don't really have to go to the gym. Use what you have. You can use your house and exercise. Right, right. Because the gym could be super expensive. I know there's one that I've been eyeing that I, I, I would love to go to, but it's like an additional two hundred dollars a month. No, I can't. No, if you do, I can't. Walking is very. It's an overall exercise. You can stand up in front of your mirror. I love to look at my body in the mirror. You know, I, I'm not ashamed of my body. And I like to yeah. move my body. And I like to twist myself and move myself. And that's exercise. And I love to play music. I don't dance in front of people. I like to dance by myself because it feels good. Mm -hmm. that, that's another form of exercise, you know? You got, right. you got to use what you have. Absolutely. Yeah. So the final question um, of the day is, who would you say is your greatest spiritual teacher? Hmm. Interesting, you know. Oh, uh, Dr. Charles Stanley, man. Let me tell you, Sam, I love that man to death. You know, so if I get up one Sunday, right, and I mm -hmm. say to myself, I'm not going to go to church, when I finish listening to him, my clothes is already on. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Charles Stanley is the first and the uttermost one. There's something genuine about him. When he speaks, I feel it. Dr. Charles Stanley. When it comes to Charles Stanley, like, what is it about him? Why you would put him as your greatest spiritual teacher? Because ever since um, I got my foot back into the Christian life, mm -hmm. he's somebody that I always listen to. I usually listen to him on the radio until he finally come on TV. Talking about like 30 years ago. That he come back and you know it's 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 been a while. I've been listening. To him. He teaches the Bible. Whenever mm -hmm. whenever he's 
speaks about something, you don't walk away with a misunderstanding. Like even this sermon today was very good. And we're talking about health. Mm-hmm. And I want to put it out there. One of the most healthiest things that any human being could do to themselves is the word called forgiveness. And, you know, I realize why I don't get ill. And I think because of a very forgiving spirit. But when you keep things up in your heart, it can make you very sick. It doesn't matter how healthy you eat because it makes you sick. You know, you ever see people like their shoulder look like they're so tense in their back and their shoulder? Mm-hmm. That's the unforgiveness. They're carrying a lot with them. They don't empty themselves. You see, like how you detox your 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 system, mm-hmm. you have to detox your mind also. And I listen to him when he speaks. You know, he's just a a great speaker because what people don't understand is that your body is a temple of the Lord. It's a temple. And you have to keep it clean. You keep clean and you have to keep your mind clean also. And this is what I love about him because when he speaks, you put everything together and it's an overall thing he's talking about. Yeah. He's a great teacher. That's all I can and I think I think that's a really great point because um, when you look, I was reading recently about the top 10 healthiest cities yeah. in America, and they didn't just look at the foods that the people eat, but basically their um, economics, so their financial stability, right? That security is important so you don't have stress. But also these communities, when you look closely, they have a tight-knit familial community, so they're close to their family. And there's a spiritual aspect, a very strong spiritual aspect. And when you read like books like the Blue Zones, um, uh, uh, these centurions, these people who live 100 years and beyond, the secret to their longevity, and they're not just living longer, like they're thriving in their older years, you know, like active, you know, taking care of their grandkids, like they're they're living life, really living life and have, have uh, some youthfulness to them and um, spirituality and that connectedness oh. um, with others um, is is crucial is crucial for that so I think that's a really great point to add to this whole conversation when you talk about holistic health yeah because it's not just the food you could be eating all the right things and have a miserable spirit exactly. and you're finding that you're you're having digestive issues yeah because that's usually where it manifests yeah because if you if you're stressed out you can be stressed out because you have something on your mind and you don't let it off you, have, you hold up somebody in your heart you don't let them yeah. go. And I can never understand how people would say that they have God in their heart, but somebody do them something and they can't let it go. See, God don't live into a heart where a lot of corruption is. You have to keep that clean. He don't mm-hmm. live there. He won't be there. So it must be something else in the heart, but it's not God. I don't want to be preachy, preachy, no, you know, Sam. This is something. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just important to keep in mind, and that's the great thing about the podcast. I think for everyone tuning in, it's about it's really about being connected to people of like mind and being reminded of the things that we intuitively know we should be doing. Yeah. Um, but maybe we forgot we got caught up in the day to days of life, which is exactly why people go to church, you know, because things happen. You mix with the world, and then you just need to take a shower every Sunday or every Saturday, whenever your Sabbath is. 
and just kind of remind yourself about what's real because this money, this uh, ambition and like all of these things that we're going for in the material world is not really real because when you die, you can't take it with you. you. So nothing with you. This is really, we're all, um, from my perspective, we're all spiritual beings having a, a human existence, right? And it's really for uh, us to to learn. There's all of these things that we're doing in life is about uh, really about spiritual lessons. Exactly. How do we still be God's love when we're dealing with people we don't agree with or people telling us what to do or people frustrating us, making us angry or, you know, making demands on our lives, you know, yeah. <laughs> all of these things. It's just a spiritual universe. Right. Without God, we couldn't deal with it, though. That's what I'm saying, because he's the one who gives us that calm spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. They're very calm. Because uh, God, Jesus Christ, which is God still, is a humble person. You know, when he came down to earth, he was so humble, even until the point of death on the cross. And for anybody to die on the cross, they have to be very humble. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was a humble person. So every time that something will happen on his job, Reflect back on Christ, how humbly he was. And he's Christ. You know? Yeah. So just reflect on him. So, you know, believe me, a life lived without God is not a life living. It's not, you know, it don't, it don't work living. If somebody has to live without him, it don't work living. And that's what makes life beautiful, is to know that you do have a creator that you look up to. At the end of the day, when you come home from work and you lock the door, the first mm-hmm. thing you say, thank God, I'm home and I'm safe. Yeah, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Every moment is very important. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.